0: Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Thriving Thoughts, I'm your host, Dr. Sherry. ever had to make a decision and you don't know where to stop. You feel like you're surrounded by a multitude of options and you're just not really sure how to go from indecision to activation. Well, Michelle Baxter is your girl. Let me tell you, she is your sister in arms. She's got a lot of truths to drop on us today. Michelle is the owner of a fabulous fast food, I guess, seafood franchise called The Scrimp Shack in Dumfries, Virginia, and they're getting ready to open some more here soon. Michelle has tons of advice for us, not just for us women in business, but for any woman who's really wondering which decision door to open? How do we create those checks and balances? And above all, how do we believe that we are called, we have a passion, we are needed, and our voice matters? We learn a lot about Michelle. We learn that she is definitely not a friend of the box, not a friend of thinking inside the box. And we even talk about some grilled fishes, y'all. Yeah, we have some good laughs in this episode. So tune in, listen up, and enjoy my conversation with Michelle Baxter. Hey, welcome to the show, Michelle Baxter. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. Where are you at today? I am in Woodbridge, Virginia, so along the east coast of Virginia. Nice, nice. Now, Woodbridge is not so nice in my opinion, not because Woodbridge isn't nice, (laughs) but because it's right next to 95, which
1: is awful. Yeah, we had our twenty minute experience with that last night to go three miles. So I, I understand. oh my goodness,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a disaster. So a long time ago, once upon a time, I lived in Quantico. Yeah, which was actually not Quantico technically; it was Triangle.
1: Still exists. <laughs> Still,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I lived in these old tiny apartments next to the. What is that an our army base there or marine maybe marine marine, B- marine base yeah. Um, I lived in these tiny apartments that used to be like, it was like a motel. It was kind of like, yeah, that was back in my invincible younger days when I thought, you know, nothing could happen to me.
1: Uh, I can't say it's improved too much, but (laughs) (laughs) we're not, we're not here just because it's our favorite place on the map. I promise.
0: So why are you in Woodbridge? That's a good point.
1: Well, if we want to dive into that immediately, so my yeah. husband and I, um, and I will probably tell the story later. But my husband and I own a quick service seafood restaurant, okay. and we're from the Hampton Roads area. Okay. And I'll share the short story now, maybe the long story later. But as we started that project, God led us up ninety five. Weird enough, and we landed in Dumfries slash Woodbridge. Yeah, and um, that was what we were supposed to call home for this restaurant, and. We listened, we obeyed, even with lots of questions, and it's thriving. So thank you, God.
0: Wow. (laughs) Amen. That's wonderful. So when did that happen? Like, how did that happen?
1: So do we want to just jump into that story? Yeah, I, yeah,
0: that's where it's going. <laughs> All right. So
1: I guess we'll kind of start from kind of the beginning. So my husband and I both have corporate backgrounds. We both had eight to nine years um, in corporate, whether that was at headquarters for me or at the branch for my husband, okay. uh, two different companies, but similar models. Then we dove into direct sales after we got married and, okay. um, that was going well, but we weren't seeing the results that we were after. We've got some big goals, big dreams and, through some different transitions, we were introduced to a franchise model, which is so funny because I have probably told at least five people in my younger years, "I will never own a restaurant." No, thank you. No, <laughs> thank you. And the opportunity never say never. I know. So I had I got to quit my job. I um, had my our first and only kid at the moment, and that was in 2016. And then my husband was going through the same thing I was, where it's like man, I, I want to be at home too. You're experiencing yeah. things with our son that I'm missing out on. Oh yeah. And we were already entrepreneurs at heart. So it was that stir, that movement of you're made for more than this. Mm-hmm. And my husband finally was like, we got to do something else. Like I can't keep missing out. And, and, you know, it's not the same for you doing it alone. Yeah. And so when we got introduced to the, this particular franchise, uh, we dug into all the details and in September, 2017. So just under, I guess, a year later of when my son was born, We incorporated um, Baxter Eats LLC, which is our parent company that then opened the restaurant in October of 2018. So it happened pretty quickly. It was like this two-year epiphany, create the company, make it happen. Um, And there's obviously tons of that story, lots of questions, lots of prayers, lots of tears, um, lots of decision-making. But originally, we kind of thought, oh, well, Richmond's not too far away. And then we found out that territory was claimed. We're from Hampton Roads. And then we thought, oh, maybe Fredericksburg. Mm-hmm. And then that territory got claimed in the midst of our research. And we're like, all right, God, where are you sending us? Yeah. And then we found a second generation restaurant space available. It was actually a previous Five Guys in Dumfries, Virginia, which is okay. technically Woodbridge. Yeah. Um, and it was like all the stars aligned. Everything was peaceful about the decision, it made sense. Yeah. And, um, literally the first month we opened a business, we ranked number one in sales for the franchise and we've held that title ever since. So you are kidding me. I, I'm not kidding you. God is good when you are faithful, when you are obedient, yeah. when you have a growth mindset, which I know is more of what we're going to dig into today. Yeah, You just are given these opportunities to thrive.
0: Well, okay. Yes. But before you're given them, Michelle, I think you, if you have a growth mindset which I don't know. Sounds really ambitious, right? It sounds like a I don't know. Sounds like a Tony Robbins or a that's my love language
1: is or like a is. Simon
0: or like a Simon Sinek thing. Like, okay, get it. I got it. Like growth mindset. But to me, um, that's really like I don't know. I I think I call it like a, just an open mindset. Like I'm gonna go where I can serve. I'm gonna go where I can be used. Where my gifts matter. Absolutely. Um, and so before you can t- get those opportunities, you have to see them. So can you talk a little bit about what your mind looks like? how How is it that you're able to see or you were able to see, in this case, the opportunity for the quick service seafood restaurant franchise?
1: I, I guess that's a multifaceted answer. I heard this um, saying this other day. I, I attended a conference virtually and I heard the concept of a multi-passionate entrepreneur. And okay. I am like, "Ooh, that's me!" Like I resonate. I claim that. So the reason I, I tell you that is, I noticed that if you if you go back to me in the younger years, and actually, we can kind of just dive there in the story. Yeah, sure. Um, I come from a, a family originally that I thought was like this, you know, peaceful marriage that ended up in my middle school years becoming a parent, separating later, divorcing through my high school years, remarrying, remarrying, excuse me. And then um, through that, though, my dad was kind of always a role model for me. Mm -hmm. And he had that Mr. Fix-It personality. Like there was no project too small for him. He could accomplish anything. He always incorporated fun and adventure in our life. And I absorbed that. That Mm -hmm. became kind of the underlying core of who I was. I wanted Mm -hmm. to always tackle a project, create a solution, and make it fun. Mm -hmm. And right. I didn't know it at the time, but that started to become this core foundation of, of Michelle. Okay. And so then that transitioned into, I thought what was going to be college. But during college, when I was paying for my own dime, by the way, um, during college, I got this vision for a ministry. I was very active in church growing up, very active okay. in youth group, 100% by choice. Like that was my people. Right. And I'm very active. And God gave me this message of purity, of, of waiting until you're married um, as far okay. as sexual intimacy. And that, that message was so strong during college. So I'm probably 19, 18, 19 years old at the time. And I just kept getting this vision of you've got to share this message with young ladies. So I think it started, I'm telling you, this wow. it started from a young age. And it was so strong that all of a sudden in one of my ethics classes, I'm like literally sketching out and I cannot draw. A graphic that became the logo for the ministry. Okay. When I started getting a vision, I'm very vision oriented. We'll probably circle back to that yeah. of what this conference, this event was going to look like. And so it went from an idea to I've got to yeah. stop going to school. My influence doesn't require a degree. I've got to. That's right. Up. Speak that truth. That's right. Girl, I can preach that one. Yeah. So then I said, I need to get a corporate job. Well, and I didn't know it was corporate at the time, but I need to get a job because I need finances to, to fuel these things that I've been gifted. And so I can't say I've always been uh, like insta obedient. Like there was a transition period. (laughs) I, I ended up getting a full-time career, got a little bit caught up in that rat race, the working Monday to Friday for the paycheck, living on the weekends um, but I didn't go crazy. I was still very active in church. In fact, I served on the media team for a mega church in Virginia Beach for five years. Okay. Um, so I also have a video background and I'm going somewhere with some of these hints. Sure. And so then about five years into serving on the media team, I got this. Re- well, actually, let's be honest. I was praying and I'm like, God, where is my husband? I'm not getting any younger. Ah. I'm waiting for this. Okay, wait, <laughs> wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. I'm going to slow you down there for a sec. Because <laughs> <Yes>. women listening <laughs> Uh, they're 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 like
1: whoa screech like hang on a second. So by the way, I live in the fast lane, so that's something else you'll I, see about me.
0: <laughs> I, well, I can tell by the way you talk, girl. So don't worry, because I'll <laughs> slow you down. All right, no, I'll slow me. you down. So how old were you when you were like, okay, God, where's my oh. husband?
1: All right, so let's do some math. Let's say. Probably twenty three. <laughs> you are too young to have to do math. <laughs> I know, let me let me pull out my fingers and toes. That's all I need. Right, right, right. Uh, okay, I think around that time, like twenty-three, twenty-four, maybe just knocking on twenty-five. Okay. Um so you were ready. Oh, beyond ready. And because you're waiting, I mean, purity yeah. is like a, a long wait when you're a young adult. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Let's not forget about that. Yeah. So yeah. I was motivated and ready to find this man. Um yeah. And at that time you're, you're kind of established, right? I had this job, I had my ministry, you know, so I thought, and I, I had my stuff together. So I'm like, God, where is he? And I always love when God answers your questions with a question yeah. and He said, where is this ministry that I asked you for? Ooh. And I'm like, oh, gut punch. Okay. I hear oh, you. My, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Can <laughs> I share
0: with you my gut punch? So yes, this is, yes. okay. So I have, I learn, uh, one of my gifts is learning through every experience and sense that I have and getting like profound, like life shattering messages through everything. (laughs) So I had a similar gut punch. I was getting ready to, I have to spell it because they're in the room by the way and I don't want to wake them up. I have two hounds and I was getting ready to take them to the P-A-R-K, right? And um, I was like, we're going to you know, we're going to go. That's what we're going to do. And I was like, but first I have to get the trash together to go to the dump and blah, blah, blah. You know, so I'm like moving stuff around the whole time. They're like following me around whining, you know, "Mm, mm, mm." and I'm like, I got mad Michelle. And I stomped my foot and I said, can't you just wait without whining? And girl, just like that Mm. gut punch. God said, Sherry, can't you just wait without whining? How about that? That's a good one. Oh, okay. So talk about, so talk about the waiting. I get it. Cause I wasn't so I, waiting for a man, but I was waiting for something different.
1: Yeah. So um, maybe waiting on a man is a more impatient feat. I'm not sure. I think that's like <laughs> a core that we could probably spend a whole podcast. Right, on. Right. So we won't go there, but I, I heard God say, I asked you for this ministry and it had mm. been five years plus because this started in my, in my youth. And so I said, Okay, I hear you, I will do it. So um, I gathered a core team. I'm all about I I have a word I coined this word. It's solutionizer. I'm all about creating a solution to the problem. And so I created a core team, I had friends that believed in me, I had friends that had multi Um, talents. I hinted I was in media. Um, So I I had all these different things that I never quite saw how they were going to start connecting. Sure. So I said, we're going to do this. So Purity's Treasure was the name of it in February of 2011. And I hope I don't get that date wrong. I'm pretty sure it was 2011. I put on my first conference at a smaller church, actually the church I grew up in, in Hampton, Virginia. And it wasn't a huge turnout, but to me it was so huge because it was this monumental symbol of obedience. right? It was that and, and there was an amazing altar call. There were young girls who um, kind of had this awakening, not just for, well, yeah, their spirituality with Christ, which is a whole nother conversation, but also the sense of identity to this new purity and forgiveness. Yeah. And, it was so fulfilling. I felt that moment of like not arriving cuz I'm always looking for more. I'm always looking for growth, but that sense of obedience. Yeah. And I am not even joking girl, 4 months later God introduced me to my husband. 4 months later. <laughs> so the conference was in February, Aww. June, the first weekend, the first week of June, I met him standing in the lobby at the church that I was uh, the mega church yeah. And it was one of those wow. moments where you're like, "Okay, I hear you. I got it." Uh, And it's kind of that message, like you were saying, like, stop whining and wait, but also stop whining, figure out what you're not doing. (laughs) That's right. That's right. And then go earn your blessing. I think we always, well, sometimes want to just demand kind of our part of the puzzle, but it's all, every relationship is give and take. And I had to give of myself and be obedient to get. I might have I might have lost our point in that but no no
0: no, no. but actually no I, I think that we're we're going where we need to go but um, my pastor actually what I love about, about what you're saying is I think that there's a lie that a lot of us believe that um you know we have to earn uh God's love that we have to earn his interest in us that we have to earn his desire to do great things in our lives which is a tremendous lie. Um, the, the truth in the way that I put it is your, your salvation is contingent upon nothing. Your salvation is contingent upon you saying, yes, thank you. Right. Yeah. Your abundance, your, um, blessing is largely contingent upon what you just talked about obedience. Absolutely. And so I wonder, um, if you can talk to us a little bit about that, because it seems like I don't know. I'm like listening to your story and I'm like, man, she's got so much more discipline than I do. Like, I do not have a disciplined bone in my body. And sometimes, and I don't know if this ever happens to you, but sometimes I'm like, I don't know, is this the right thing or is this the right thing? Like, so how do we know if we're being obedient or if or if we're being disobedient? Like, How do you figure that out up here in, in your head for you?
1: Great question. So by the way, we all have our strengths and weaknesses while yeah. discipline uh, may not be my strongest suit, um, <laughs> <laughs> even though I, I accomplish some things. But so to answer your question, I think to me, I, I, I picture, I, I kind of like imagery. So if I'm standing in this room And there's literally doors on every square foot of the wall circling me. Okay. I have to pick which one to go through. Sure. And you're going to get visuals of what some of these different doors look like. You know, you think of youth, they're distracted by partying and relationships and whatever else distractions. It doesn't change when we're adults. They just get more expensive. That's right. And it's like clubbing or sitting on the couch watching TV. Like there's all these doors. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, I, I'll kind of answer this two part because I remember the original question now. You, okay. you asked how I got to the restaurant and it, it, it's yeah. going gonna, gonna to be the dual answer. So as these doors were around us, we shifted to the wall that equaled growth. We wanted, okay. we wanted entrepreneurship. We wanted control of our time, t- control of our money. We wanted control of options. Mm-hmm. And so we shifted to the wall that didn't say distractions and time killers, instead to the wall that said growth and development. And so wait,
0: answer, can I go ahead? Yeah, go ahead.
1: I'll, I'll I stop know, in this a is second. It's so good. We can it's keep so good. Living, right. Yeah. Keep okay, going. So with that wall, we, we already had our corporate jobs, right? So that was one of the doors we were that yeah. one was already open, but it right. wasn't it. There was always that stir of you're made for more. So then we did direct sales and that opened up so many dreams and mm-hmm. goals of mine. I wouldn't change it for the world. Sure. Just a little side note, if there are any listeners who are like, man, I want to jump on this entrepreneurship journey. Where do I start? Direct sales, while it has many pros and cons, there are pros if you're part of the right team because it expands your horizon.
0: Yeah. Pushes you out of your comfort zone.
1: Exactly. And it it opens your mind to so many more opportunities and so much uh, learning and development that's practical where college is like a four-year big investment. That's like a very hands-on practical Mm short-term investment. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that door was already open, but there wasn't this like light at the end of the tunnel for us. Yeah. And, and honestly, it kind of created some negative frustrations of like, of spinning the wheel. So now we had this job and these direct sales. And then it was like, all right, there's got to be other doors for us. Now mm-hmm. for everyone's different, but for us, sure. we knew there was another door and we knew it was a business. We knew it was somewhat passive income, something that we could multiply and build, not just be a one and done. Sure. And we didn't know that it was a restaurant. And I had no clue it had anything to do with seafood because to be very candid with you, that's like on the bottom of my diet list okay. um, or, <laughs> diet, or like food choices. Right. And, but yet when the opportunity came, here's the core of the answer. You can sound check it based on everything that you know and believe. So if we knew what we wanted to accomplish, we had already defined what success, success looked like to us as a family. Mm-hmm. So when the door presented itself, you can do a check and balance. Does this yeah. align with my vision? Yeah. Does it align with my beliefs? Is That's it going right. to take me somewhere that in, like, what is my trade-off? Where right. is it taking me and what am I going to give up to do this instead?
0: Yeah. So,
1: when, so go ahead. Okay. So when one of the answers, I know, write down those questions because there's, I'm sure they're good. Oh, I am. <laughs> so when one of the doors was like, oh, you're going to have to give up your corporate job to do this, we were like, oh, amen, sign me up, done right. deal. Right. But then when it was like, oh, you're going to have to move two and a half hours away from home, that one stung a little bit. Yeah, because I was, uh, you know, I born and raised in Hampton Roads, my family, Mm -hmm. my literally my life worth of community was there. And I had to do this scale, Mm -hmm. like which one's going to take me where we want to go in life, these old friendships that yes, they're good for what they are, but they may not be here 10 years from now. That's right. And Is it worth sacrificing this opportunity? Mm -hmm. And so the answer is, uh, big picture, always be looking for the opportunities, but more importantly, always be preparing yourself yes. so that when the opportunity presents, you're ready. And yeah. then my answer is, because you said the determination piece, my determination is once I get all those check and balances lined up, I run to the door. Like I told yeah. you, I, life in the fast lane, right? I don't, it's not that I don't stand any to check it. I'm always doing check and balance, but I run. And if God doesn't slam the door in my face, then I know it was the right one. Because there have been many that he slammed the door and I'm like, oh, just kidding. Thank you for that two months. And I learned my broken nose. Yeah. And I learn from whatever that is that I learned in the process, like you, every moment's a learning opportunity. But then I say, Okay, that's not the right door. Mm -hmm. And remember, it's a wall of doors. There's Mm -hmm. never just one. There's always more to be opened and explored. And so that's kind of how fast forward we got into the restaurant. When that Mm -hmm. door opened, Then the next thing was, well, how are we going to afford this? We found an answer. Like nothing, I told you my word is solutionizer. Nothing is impossible. It's just how determined and capable are you going to allow yourself to be? And that, when you circle back to the mindset is, I I think, so important, especially for female listeners, which I know is your audience. What are you believing? The truth and the lies. I know Mm -hmm. we're going to get to this. What are you believing? What are you telling yourselves? And how are you setting yourself up for that opportunity Versus are you on the couch demoting or are you on the ground promoting? And I was always on the ground promoting so that when opportunities came, I was either one step away from being ready or I was already ready to run. Right. Wow. Woo!
0: Y'all, she just like gave us
1: a sermon. Okay, so. This is my subject, girl. I am so, is... like right now I am thriving in your presence.
0: <laughs> I love it, love it, love it. And I and I see it and the listeners hear it and feel it. So let me, this is the weirdest thing. And I bring this up not to talk about me, but because your uh, the way that you look at opportunity and growth, from my perspective, is so cerebral. Like you're very um, methodical, like, okay, okay, checks and balances, blah, blah, blah. The way that I look at opportunity, the way that I choose those doors is like, how's this feel right now? Okay, go. Ooh, like literally, amazing. literally, that is how I have done everything in my life is by feeling. Like Ooh. even when my mind says, this is crazy. This is not like you have no plan but you know this is where you're supposed to go i do it and so which leads me into one of my sayings michelle is be deliberate look reckless because well, i'm being funny. i'm being very deliberate but i i look like a you know i don't i don't look very smart sometimes when I'm doing it because I'm so compelled by my in- intuition by my gut or you know maybe it's the Holy Spirit I don't know but that's yeah. what I follow is intuition and gut and it seems like you follow you follow that to a degree but m- but in a more cerebral fashion
1: yeah I, I relate with you though because there are I mean I'm, I'm I still have feelings right so like I still want to feel good about it right I right. want to make sure it's smart. However, I do have a little bit of an alternative point for this. I did grow up with majority of guys, like I have two brothers and my dad was my role model. So I feel like I do have more of a logical check over. Uh-huh. a Yeah. Which funny enough is something that I find myself coaching or chatting with, with other women, because you do have to be careful because think about how many women were in bad relationships because it felt good. On That's the right. Date, right. That's right. So it's the same thing when you graduate to then business decisions or parenting mm-hmm. decisions. It has to feel good, yes. And I 100% agree. I have a very strong Holy Spirit core that guides and directs me. Mm -hmm. But outside of those things, you also have to do the check and balance. That's right. Because in the moment, like... Like, I I think you've probably, you know, obviously this analogy is so true to you, but you can get seared in different directions for just a learning opportunity, not actually for a growth opportunity. Right. So you have to make sure that along the way you're checking balancing because it could be the feels could lead you into step one, but the logic might stop you from going to step two.
0: To the growth. So,
1: so yeah. yeah. So I think I actually relate a lot with you. I just do both where I'm constantly evaluating. What is my internal thought processes on this? And then check and balance. What is the reality? So here's an example, totally practical for this. My husband wants to open our restaurant on Mondays. Right now, we're closed on Sunday and Monday, which is a sure. really nice break in the restaurant world. Right, right. So he wants to open on Mondays because it feels good, right? The bottom line's prettier. <laughs> There's more opportunities. Right. So immediately I say, at eh, stop, let's pull out the checklist. Let's go down and say, all right, what do we need to do to prepare? What do we need to do to analyze and make sure this is a good decision? Is there really profit at the bottom of this because it could be a lower sales day? It's new to the market. Like I want to always counter yeah. what looks good and feels good because of a number or a, you know just an right. idea and instead put this whole list to it. Now, the other caveat to that is that I'm not a worrier, so to say. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of have that more trust and obey once I do my sanity check. Where some people, especially I know females, which I hate yeah. to like stereotype, but we dig too deep and then we're drowned in worry to the point oh, that yeah. we can't even perform. Yeah. So I always challenge people if you're once you start doing these feeling check and balances, stop and, and know where your boundaries are when it comes to the worry section of it because you right. can get lost there and then never surface at all.
0: Well, and that's okay. So that that leads us to a great point. So one of the things that my my whole mission literally, Michelle, is to help women have those balances in their thought worlds because our feelings occur in the realm of our thought worlds. It's not just, you know, something that they occur in our thought worlds. And then what we think about influences those feelings that we have and vice versa. So I think that um, you hit on something really important earlier that I want to bring us back to for a minute. When you are, and I love the differentiation, by the way, between learning and growth. Um, My gift is learning. And now that you said that, I'm not sure that my gift is growth. But I love to learn. Like, I love getting experiences where I learn. But anyway, um, what you were talking about earlier was the willingness, a willingness to do the work. And when when you are talking about doing – Feeling checks or doing logic checks, yeah. that it takes work. Yeah. It's not just, oh, that feels good. Let me go there. Oh, I think that's right. Let me go there. It's no, let me do the work. Let me put it in. But here's the challenge I think that every person would say that they want great things for their life. Every person would say that they want to grow. Every person, most people that I've met would say that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And yet there's a disparity. Between the actualization of that and the "quote unquote" desire for that, and I think part of that is because that the work element of it yes. is so um, it's it, it's distasteful to many of us, and the 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 pull or the magnetization of complacency or comfort or safety—I'll use that because that's mm-hmm. more of a non-judgmental word—safety <laughs> feels better then what I call thriving, which is growth, which incorporates pain, which incorporates lessons, which does not always feel good Yeah, to thrive. So what would you say to somebody who's kind of like, yeah, I mean, that sounds good, Michelle, but man, that sounds like a lot of work too.
1: So I call that activation. That's basically you've been, you've downloaded this idea, this vision, this goal, this desire for change. You may not even know what it looks like, but it's there and you've got to activate it. And yeah. I think what ends up happening is activation. There's this huge gap between the idea and then the results, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then that's the work that you are. Right. to. Right. So I think my answer is start small. So many people, and I've got great examples of this, of friends in my network that are like, Ooh, I want to do X, Y, Z. Right. And then it's so big that they don't even know where to begin. That's right. So I say, start small. And then I actually, I like to get, I like to be very practical because concepts and ideas are lovely, but they don't help anyone do anything. So (laughs) I like to be very practical and say, start small and start free. Because a lot of the times it's not just the fear of the work, it's also the cost of yeah. the time and financial investment. yeah, so one example of that could be if you know I met you and I had a goal to start a podcast, yeah. that's a lot of work, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if I say, hey, can I be a guest on your podcast? Can I come shadow you? Can right. I help you recruit people for your right. podcast? Right. start on the very small scale so that you can get a taste a couple right. reasons. one, you can validate is this really for you because now you're doing that check and balance. you went mm-hmm. off the feeling, now you're checking balancing it with now that I'm in it is it really for me and then you can continue to go from there. If mm-hmm. in that podcast example, which is easy because I'm on the line with you, sure, sure. If, if that was my thing and I started shadowing you and I was seeing red flags, I now know I've got to go back to those doors of opportunity and pick mm-hmm. a new one. Mm-hmm. But if I am getting all the feels and all the check and balances being in your presence and just doing this thing with you, yeah, who knows what opportunities could right. come of that? Because mm-hmm. I'm I'm riding the coattail of mm-hmm. someone who's doing what I want to do, mm-hmm. and then I say but here, like, keep in mind for like listener's sake. Don't let fear stop you. Don't let the workload of getting to the final result and an even bigger thing, because comparison is so big with this imposter syndrome concept, don't look at it and say, oh, well, Sherry is already thriving that I can't go do it because that's (laughs) my topic. Oh, no, there room enough for all of us. That's right. So I tell people all the time, whether you want to open a restaurant or not, that that's just like the, like, that's just the result of what we do, but building a business, the success principles are the same. I will answer a million questions for you. I will let you shadow me intern, whatever you want to do. I will help you with your process. Let's start small and do something to get the results. So for example, let's say someone's like, Oh, and by the way, this is me. I want to be on stages one day, motivating, inspiring people. Well, that's a big goal. Like yeah. I can just walk up to someone who owns a stage and be like, put me on it. I, I'm yeah. no one to them. But I can start by being guest on podcasts. That's right. I can start by speaking to small groups. I can yeah. find networking. That's right. In the area. So everyone looks at that big picture and they see cost, time and money. They yeah. see fear of the unknown. Yeah. They see the cost of rejection and then they just stop and they go yeah. back into that worry pit and they never get out. Yeah. So my biggest advice for the activation piece start small start free so that free. the risk is lower and that way you feel less subject to rejection or failure mm-hmm. and then build on it from there. Now yeah. that's not necessarily my motto because when you open a restaurant you're not starting small. That's a huge No amount,
0: that's and that's not starting free either.
1: Yeah, but as you recognize that's not where I started. Like no, that's our sure. current current result and by no means our future result right but that's our current result of the project we started back when I was a teenager and a young adult yeah
0: yeah well Michelle you're speaking you're speaking to I know you're speaking to a lot of women and you're also speaking to my story our stories are very similar I am not in the hospitality or or restaurant business um but I am in the business of feeding people some good stuff, yep. so <laughs> it's interesting because when I closed down, and and our journeys kind of parallel in terms of timeline as well. I closed down my practice, my clinical psychology practice, in 2016, and um, I needed my whole vision was to reach people that wouldn't come see me. In my little office. That's good. On Chester Street in Front Royal, Virginia. Like, who even knows where that is? In the middle right? of nowhere.
1: In the middle <laughs> of nowhere.
0: Right. Um, and yet. That's where I was called to in 2012, okay? So there I was. And so then I decided to do this. And I'm like, I need to reach people. I need to reach women with this message, right, that says, you matter, that says, you're here for a purpose. Stop focusing on what's wrong with you. Start thinking about how you create in your mind what you want your life to look like and let that happen. Well, so what did I do? I started small and I started free. I started going and speaking for free at I I created my own free speaking engagements. I went to the public library, booked a space, started splashing it all over town with flyers, y'all. Flyers, not social media marketing, flyers. Like here, I'm gonna be here. This is what I'm gonna be talking about. And I might have five or six people show up. But I started doing that. And then I started speaking at organized events. And then I started getting paid to speak. And now, here I am, four years later, do you know, I just checked my podcast stats last night and I I'm so blown away by God's faithfulness. It has nothing to do with me. It just has me walking in that obedience and my purpose and that compulsion and that desire that door that he wanted me to walk through. I have I mean, I'm this podcast you, Michelle, will be listened to. It's in Croatia, it's in Turkey, it's in um Italy. It's in Australia. It's in Jamaica. It's in, uh, uh, the horn of Africa, like Djibouti, like, come on, I'm not kidding you. So here I am four years later and my vision of reaching people who would never come see me, this message, this stuff is reaching people across
1: the world. So start small, Mm -hmm. start free. I love it. It works. Girl, if wow. I wasn't tied to this microphone, I would be up, like, cheering and praising. <laughs> like, I, you just, like, got me all goosebumps. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that incredible? So,
0: yeah, I think that, I think the lie that we believe, though, is, at least for me, one of the ones that I've struggled with is, what is it, What? who cares what I have to say? Who cares what, yeah. you know? Who's going to come see me? Who's going to pay to hear me speak? Who's going to listen to my podcast? Oh, my goodness. Like, who's not going to? Like, let's let's just put this out there. So this is really funny, really quickly. So I did a special every six episodes. So I do six interviews. And then I do one little episode of just me and um, talking about, you know, a concept. And so I did this episode on thriving and the day after I did this episode on thriving and what that looks like, there was my first download in the UK. And I was like, well, and I know that things have changed since then, but I was like, oh, that was um, Meghan Markle. And here's why I said it was Meghan Markle, because my best friend, she texted me and she's like, oh my goodness, I just heard Meghan Markle talk about thriving. Um, we need to do more than survive. We we need to thrive, you know? And I was like, she listened to my podcast. She, she was the one download. So that's that's what I choose to believe.
1: That's beautiful. So <laughs> you, there's this, I think it's a quote. I don't know. I'm going to read it so I don't mess it up. But it says, by default, you are operating every day with information that tells you to be small, lessen your attention. Well, be small and lessen your attention. How much attention you can get will determine how far you can go. So it's like, your voices of lies were yeah. saying, no one wants to listen to you. It doesn't that's matter. Right. Silence it. But yeah. your ability to say, no, that's not no. true, is now right. factoring into your growth. And- yeah. I mean, it, it, think about that. For,
0: for you, Michelle, I'm sure all of us can come up with examples, but especially for the women listening, like, it is possible— Whatever you're thinking or whatever you you have a compulsion to do or a desire, like desire literally means of the father, that's the, mm-hmm. is the Latin root, that's been placed there for a reason and a purpose, and you have two choices. You can speak truth over the lies and say, "Ha, uh no, 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 get out of my way, this is what I'm doing, or... You can invite the lies in for a cup of coffee, listen to them, and stay in a place of complacency, comfort, and safety.
1: Yeah. Right? Not my territory.
0: No, (laughs) not mine either.
1: Okay. However, let me also caveat because I'm still human and I don't like to, and this was huge, especially when I was in the purity sector because that was not an easy feat either. Mm -mm. So I like to remind people that just because I do live in the fast lane and I am very determined, it doesn't mean every day is consistently growth mindset for me. Okay. So, um, there, thank you
0: for saying that. Yeah,
1: yeah absolutely, and, and, and I think that's so important because some people in the comparison game will be like, "Well, I don't have that, so I'm not even going to walk up to the opportunity doors because mm-hmm. none of them are going to open for me." Yeah, and let me say, lie, that, lie, lie. Yeah. So the truth is that I too spend days on the couch. Yeah. I, too, spend mindless hours scrolling through yes. social media. The difference is I allow that internal conviction to say, how long are you going to stay here? That's right. Because there's a difference of allowing yourself to rest, restore, and reset mm-hmm. There's a, a, a compared to retreat. Like yeah. I don't want to retreat into that moment of like, all right, this is my new home. Instead, yeah. I always want to be challenging myself. And I say that because literally right now I'm in this... Pivotable moment, which has been like not just a week building, it's been like a several months building where even the restaurant is beginning to not satisfy me. Oh, and wow. that sounds so bad for some people because they're like, what I would give to have a business that's developing passive income or, and by the way, it's not 100% passive, like we're still actively building yeah, 100%, yeah. 100% delegated Um, but I, you know, what I wouldn't give to have something producing income that I didn't have to have a day job because yeah, we do have free time that we prayed for, believed for, and worked for. And we like, I love it. But now I'm starting to get that stir of you have too much free time. What are you doing with it? How are you influencing people? Is this satisfying your passions? Is this bringing you joy? And some of those words I hate when people ask those questions, but the truth is every time I get that stir and I'm in it literally right now. I'm walking back up to that wall of doors and I'm like, all right, God, which one's next? Yeah. And, and I, I, we talked a little bit about this before the show. As you can tell, this is my passion subject mm-hmm. and this doesn't necessarily exist when I'm business managing a restaurant. Sure. Yeah. So now I believe God's calling me to tap more into this network mm-hmm. where I can start to speak, inspire, and grow mm-hmm. in community because Mm -hmm. so many women don't have someone that has a voice of encouragement. Um, And I I think it's no accident that you and I are on the call together and we're going to be meeting in person. I will make that happen. I know. I will drive to you. I will um, drive to you, girl. Because I feel like, there are people who need these messages. Yeah. And, and I do feel as I hinted towards earlier, I do feel a call to these stages and platforms. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to start small. I'm going to start free. I'm going to develop that vision. I don't know if you see it in the background. That's actually my board. And there is a, um, several things, a female event and then a microphone with an audience, because I know what it looks like. I just don't know the who, what, when, where, The why. And that's enough. That's going to fuel me to start activating. So everything we talked about before, I'm literally in the midst of it. Like I've had too many couch days in the last month, but I've been using those down moments to stir me and to create this next movement.
0: Right. So let me, let me ask you this. If you can be a little vulnerable with the women listening, what are the biggest lies that you have been challenged with in your thought world and how do you fight those?
1: So this one's interesting for me. And I actually like dug deep into this preparing for the call because by no means am I perfect. But I, if I being very candid with you, it's not a huge struggle for me. Okay. I've never necessarily suffered with confidence, which I know is a huge limiting belief for females. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, do I identify with beautiful? Absolutely. Do I have flaws in my body? Absolutely. <laughs> but I always counter everything. What yeah. is the limiting belief? And what is the truth? So it was so hard because I, it's like, I want to be vulnerable and say like, man, these are areas I suffer and it held me back. But I think I have to be honest and say, I've never allowed them to hold me back beyond a moment. So a thought will come.
0: Yes, great point.
1: Because it's not that they don't exist. It's not that I don't have the chatterbox in my head. It's not that I don't have the negative voices. It's not that I don't have people hating. Um, We mentioned ambitious earlier, and I've kind of alluded, that's me. One of our goals as a couple, and this may change, but one of our goals coming into this restaurant world was to have five restaurants in five years. And when people hear that, they're like, excuse me, you're going to do what? Right. So f- FYI, we haven't talked about it, but we're building our second restaurant right now. Nice. It's open in Manassas, Virginia, Lake Springs. So we're not, you know, it's, we're kind of on track for that. Now, where was I going? There's so many limiting beliefs when you start thinking about that. Mm -hmm. What if the restaurant doesn't perform? What if it costs more money Mm -hmm. than you thought it was, Mm -hmm. which is happening? Mm -hmm. What if, what if, what if? And so everything that I do, I, I receive the thought, yeah. then I counter the thought, then I do my logical check and balance, which applies to my thought life as well. And then I conclude my results. Yeah. To the point that I literally have stood in the mirror and coached myself, you are this, you yes. are this. And if you want to be vulnerable, I actually wrote down some of the things I say in case anyone wants to copy from me. Yeah. So I remind myself, I am a child of God. I am an amazing mother. I am a faithful wife. I am a Yes. Mother. I am a solutionizer because that's my word. I am capable. I am a positive impact on everyone I meet. So I, the list goes on. I've got it yeah. typed up. But those things are the things that I use as my fighting words. Yes. If you think about like war, and by the way, history is not my subject, so don't ask me any questions. But yeah. if you think about war, the theory of preparing the soldiers before they go to battle, our thoughts are our soldiers. Right. And if you right. don't have this mindset of fighting this battle, mm-hmm. when the enemy comes, you're not prepared. And That's your right. enemy could be so many things. It could yep. be a family member. It could be, um, in fact, I wrote down a story that I want to remember to share when I was fighting after that vision for purity, I literally was sitting at the table with my grandmother at the time and was telling her about some of the things that I was going to do. And she looked at me and said, you're fighting a lost cause. You're never going to have influence over these young girls' sexual Mm decisions. And in that moment keyword in that moment it completely deflated my dream. Yeah, yeah. But when I walked away from that table, it was a war in my mind mm-hmm. and I said that's not accurate. I am called for this. Right. This is my story, this right. is my passion. There are females that need to hear what I what I have that's to right. say. And so my answer to you is it's not that I have this like bulletproofness. However, I'm prepared when the bullets fly. That's right. And that's I counter right. them with all of these thoughts that right. I've prepared ahead of time. And that Look, takes practice. It absolutely takes practice.
0: And hashtag don't listen to
1: your grandma. Like hashtag, um, <laughs> yeah, you don't even want to talk about that. She is beyond not. She is beyond not listened to right now. So we're good. <laughs> Look, let's talk about that really quick. You people, this is all. This is like a trendy thing right now. Eliminating toxins, not just in uh, our, but in our, yeah. our minds. I'm sorry, and some people aren't going to like this, but blood does not offer you an entitlement to my life. That's if right. You're a toxin, you're getting the delete button, or at least like the pause button to to, right. to limit your exposure. Because right. I do have goals, I do have dreams, and I am yeah. called to these things. And if you're going to be toxic or not supportive of that, now there's a difference of like someone doing like a devil's advocate because I'm all for that. You know, I'm checking. Sure, sure, sure. That, yeah, that's lovely. But to the yeah. point of deflating someone, if you're going to be a balloon deflator in my life, you're getting the delete button. I don't have time yeah. for that. And so I think that's so important because women try to give and give and give so many opportunities and chances, especially in relationships. Oh, well, this time it's going to be different. Yeah. Girl, if your balloon got deflated last time, you better give it some time before you can realize if it's going to happen again right. or delete that opportunity. Yeah. And so not only do I prepare for battle proactively, which you're right, it takes a lot of work and practice and years of that being yeah. your mindset. Right but I also eliminate those toxins. If yeah. I go somewhere like a community environment, a networking group, a business, whatever it is, and I don't feel that it's supportive of my dreams, I remove myself.
0: That's right, remove yourself. You yes. don't
1: remove other people, you you extricate yes. yourself <laughs> and from situations. And so yes, yeah, yeah. Like I'm actually a part of a group now, and I'll, I'll very carefully say this, where I, I wanna be there. I feel like I can be a great influence there. But mm-hmm. when I leave, I have that stir of that time could have been used elsewhere. Yeah, And so it's not even that it's bad or toxic, but remember that sometimes even just a neutral environment, when you're mm-hmm. in the, the chase of growth, neutral is not positive either. Right. So I, I, I started realizing like, okay, I can give and I can pour in. And if that's a ministry, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I can put it in that category of my life. But if it's not that, then it's a neutral and then it's a negative. Yeah. which is so hard because now you're starting to remove things that could, you're like, right. you can justify why they're beneficial, but key word. Can justify, justify anything. Yep. Yeah. My um, goodness, Michelle,
0: you have dropped so many truth bombs on us today. I love it. And I, I love to to
1: you all day. <laughs> I, know,
0: I know that's what happens on this podcast. We, you know, get into these amazing conversations and we want to keep going, keep going, but don't worry, we're going to have you back. So let me ask you a couple of questions.
1: How can we support you
0: going forward in what you're vision is?
1: So right now on a more tangible level, for those that are local to, to the Northern Virginia area, you can mm-hmm. come in and dine with us, be a yeah. supporter of the business. So
0: tell us about the restaurant.
1: Where is it? Okay. So it's actually Scrimp Shack. It's a quick service seafood restaurant, casual dining. I, I kind of say it's like the seafood of the Paneras. Okay. Um, so we're, we specialize in fish sandwiches, uh, shrimp po' boys. We have a location in Dumfries, Virginia mm-hmm. off of Route 1. On Wayside Drive, directly to the right of Walmart. And then we are opening up Manassas, Virginia later this spring. And that is in Sudley Manor Square, um, Caddy Corner to Bull Run Plaza off Sudley Drive
0: near uh, chick-fil-a near taco bell near
1: yes ish i to be honest i am not fluent in geography up here because not fluent know. in manassas
0: <laughs> i was born in manassas <laughs> well, by the way not, i
1: better see you <laughs> i know that's so exciting
0: okay awesome thank you so much so how can women listening connect with you if they just they love what they hear and they're so inspired and they want to learn more about starting small and starting free how can they connect with you
1: So for now, they can email um, my, I'll just give my work email. That's the easiest. It's michelle.baxter at thescrimpshack.com. And yes, it's scrimp with a K. Um, So michelle.baxter at thescrimpshack.com. And then when I see you again, I will have some updates on the other things that I'm working on for more contact information.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Wonderful question for you. Does a Shack have anything gluten free? I've been 100% gluten free for seven years.
1: Yes, because you can get any of our proteins grilled. So if you like grilled fishes, then nice. fishes isn't even a word, but you know, we'll just go with that. <laughs> grilled fishes. Take that to the bank. Listeners. Yeah, I'm gonna, that'll be my next marketing campaign. Get the grilled <laughs> fishes. I love it. Oh my goodness.
0: Okay, Michelle. I ask this of every guest that I have on the show, because the women listening, like you and like me, we typically remember what we hear first and last. So I want you to leave the listeners with a truth, something that you want them to never forget after this conversation ends.
1: So as you know, I probably have hundreds of these. So I'm just going to go with the one that's on the top of my mind. Yeah,
0: yeah so, you get one, Michelle. Yeah, I'm keeping you in the box.
1: I know. I, oh, I don't do boxing boundaries very well, so we already got, we got a problem. Neither okay. do I. All right, so this one is going to be beliefs will either create the solution or be the problem. So you have to control your mind and allow it to steer you to the solution that you're chasing after or recognize it's going to be the problem that holds you back from what you're chasing.
0: Okay, so that was a mouthful, but here's what I got out of it. Beliefs will either be the solution or create the problem. Is that right? Yeah. Or be, or is it be the problem?
1: Either one you can,
0: you know, man, that's, that's really, that's really awesome. Yeah. I, and you know, so I'm i I'm a big like wordsmith when it comes to meaning what we say and saying what we mean. Thank you for that beautiful truth, by the way. But like when people say limiting beliefs, I don't think there is such a thing. Like there's, there's a thought and then you decide what that thought is. You decide if it's true you decide, and and I don't even think limiting is the right word. You decide if it's destructive because if you buy into it, it's not just going to limit you. It's going to be destructive to you.
1: Yeah. I see it as they've coined limiting beliefs as you've allowed it to hard code who you are. So it's not just a, you know, passing by the radar. It's actually become the core of your belief system. And so now it's like, you know, picture like the foundation of a house. You've yeah. got to make sure it's secure. It's, it can hold the home up. It's stable. So if you've allowed a limiting belief, and I'm doing air quotes as I say that, <laughs> to become yeah. one of the bricks in your foundation, yeah. that's right. it's now defining you. So it's that's not the, just this right. pass by thought. It's now- You've created it. the box for yourself. Yeah. And you know I don't like boxes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Y'all, we just went out laughing in that episode. How fun was that, grilled fishes? I just can't get over that. Listen, Michelle had so many beautiful truths to share with us. I really want you to take her up on the opportunity to reach out to her. Hey, you know what? Why don't you support another woman in business? And uh, if you're in the area in Dumfries, Virginia, go have lunch at the Scrimp Shack. You can reach out to Michelle again at michelle.baxter at thescrimpshack.com. That link will be in the show notes. Another thanks again to my friend and musician, Derek Kretzer, for the music that you're listening to in the background. Remember, ladies, speak truth over the lies in your mind so you can thrive in any and every circumstance.